You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. God wants us to win in life. And this is our leadership edition of how to win. God wants you to win in leadership. And our main purpose in this edition of how to win is to inspire you and to equip you to lead on a high level, perform on a high level, regardless to your arena of leadership or your level of leadership, these leadership lessons will bless your life. And I promise you, it will enhance, elevate your leadership capacity. Now, we're, we began a series, it's an in-depth series, entitled Leading Yourself. Now, listen at that title, Leading Yourself. Notice I didn't say leading others. I didn't say leading the people. No, this series is entitled Leading Yourself. My background text for this this series is a verse that the apostle, the great apostle Paul, is communicating to his son Timothy, who is a great leader. Uh, Tradition has it that he ended up pastoring a church of over 20,000 people. We can search the scriptures and see his leadership growth and his mentor, his coach, his father in the faith is speaking to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, 16. He says to Timothy, take heed to yourselves and to the doctrine, continuing them for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Listen to the order. Take heed to yourself. Secondly, take heed to the doctrine. Save yourself. Save those who hear you. Notice the order. Our doing, what we say, what we do, our behavior should be an extension of who we are. So we have to learn to guard ourselves, prepare ourselves, develop ourselves, hold ourselves accountable, leading yourself. Leading yourself, as we've said previously is the step one to successfully leading others is step one to leading others. And it will be your greatest challenge. You are with you all the time. You see you when no one else sees you. You see you in your public experiences. You see you in your private experiences and you will be your greatest challenge. If you master you, it will be easier to lead others in a successful way. 
Now, this series, Leading Yourself, has four parts. I believe we're going to finish part one today. Part one is personal awareness. Part two is personal integrity. Part three is personal discipline. And part four is personal growth. Now, we're in part one. This is our fourth lesson on part one. And part one is personal awareness, or we could say self-awareness. I use those terms interchangeably. Personal awareness is self-awareness. Self-awareness is personal awareness. So we said that self-awareness has to do with studying yourself. I hope you've been self-evaluating. I'm always self-evaluating. Personal or self-awareness has to do with studying yourself. In lesson one, let's review for a moment. In lesson one, we talked about internal and external self-awareness. In lesson two, we began to talk about the avenues of self-awareness, and there are four avenues. In lesson two, we talked about the avenue of personal personality traits. That was a really good lesson, personality traits. In lesson three, we talked about Avenue number two and avenue number three. Avenue number two, we talked about strengths and struggles. Strengths push us forward. Struggles hold us back. For every corresponding strength, there will be a corresponding, for every strength, there will be a corresponding struggle. If we are unaware of our struggles, that our struggles will be viewed as weaknesses by our followers. So we talked about strengths and struggles in lesson three. We also talked about or discussed the third avenue of personal self-awareness, and that was leadership balance. Leadership balance. Balancing the mission with people. Balancing results with relationships. Boy, that's a good lesson. You want to go back online and look at that. We're going to close this area of personal self-awareness by looking at the fourth avenue of self-awareness. The fourth avenue is blind spots. Say blind spots. Here again, we want to refer to the breakup of Paul and Barnabas in Acts 15, 35 through 41, a relationship that God put together. Acts 13, Paul and Barnabas are serving in leadership at the church of Antioch. They're either prophets or teachers, the Bible says. Then the Holy Spirit says, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, who later became Paul, for the work whereunto I sent them. And then the Bible said they were sent forth by the Holy Spirit. Think about that. 
sent forth by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit combined them in a team leadership platform. The Holy Spirit called them to work together. Yet in Acts 15, 35 through 41, they broke off their relationship, a Holy Spirit-inspired team. They broke it off, chose other partners, and went separate ways. Now, we talked about strengths and struggles. We talked about leadership balance. Now, let's talk about blind spots. I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt they both lack personal self-awareness about their strengths and their struggles. They both lack personal self-awareness about leadership balance. The Apostle Paul was more mission-oriented, more results-oriented, and Barnabas was more people-oriented, more relationship-oriented. And they had blind spots. Now, let's define blind spots. Every leader has, unfortunately, we all, me included, we all have blind spots. I'm ministering and and teaching you right now. I'm looking through a camera to, to see you. And I can only see my hands out in front of me. I cannot physically with my eyes, I can see through the camera, but not through my eyes, the shirt that I'm wearing. I can't see my head. I can't see my eyes. I can't see my ears. These are blind spots. You can see me. If you are watching this podcast, you can see me. You can see this green shirt that I have. You can see the eyeglasses that I'm wearing. You can see the environment that I'm in. You can see the back and parts of the environment. I can't see the environment. Blind spots. Every leader, in fact, every person, but this is a, Leadership edition. Every leader has blind spots. So let's define our term, blind spot. What is a blind spot? A blind spot is a gap in our perception. A gap in our perception that blinds us from seeing the truth about ourselves and the truth about others. A blind spot is a gap in our perception that blinds us from seeing the truth about ourselves and seeing the truth about others. A blind spot. A blind spot, secondly, is a lack of insight, a lack of awareness of an area of a weakness, a lack of insight, a lack of awareness of an area of weakness, how we're coming across, how others is perceiving us. 
a blind spot, a gap in our perception that blinds us from seeing the truth about ourselves, blinds us from seeing the truth about others, the truth about our teammates, the truth about our subordinates, the truth about those that we've selected and placed in leadership, a blind spot, a gap in our perception, a lack of insight, awareness, about areas of weakness in our lives or weaknesses in others that we're teammates with, weaknesses in others that we've selected as leaders, a lack of insight, a lack of awareness about how we're coming across. We don't know how we're coming across. We may be sincere, but we need to know how we're coming across. Is our behavior, our body language matching our heart? Blind spot, how others perceive us. We think we're wonderful. We think we're nice. We think we're kind. We think we're care, caring. But does others, do other people feel the same way about us? I want to give you three examples of blind spots, and then we're going to talk about how do we solve the problem with blind spots? Let's look at some examples of a, a leadership blind spots. Number one, going it alone. Say that, going it alone. When a leader is operating in pride and does things without asking others for their input, not accepting help, they are going it alone. That is a blind spot that will hinder your leadership. If you're operating in pride, you will never ask for or get input from others. And listen, let me tell you something. Every organization, business, corporation, ministry, church is built off teams of people, teams of people. I'm going to, I'm going to do a part uh, series on teamwork. One of the core values of Mike Moore ministries is teamwork, but leaders who don't have blind spots, they don't ask for input from others. They're operating in pride. They know exactly what they want. They know how it should be done. They know when it should be done. They know where it should be done. And they don't solicit, don't ask for input from others. They don't accept help from others. That is a major blind spot. Going it alone is a major blind spot. A second major blind spot is an unawareness of the hurtful, insensitive, and demotivating behavior that we're operating in in regards to those who are following us. Sometimes, unfortunately, leaders are unaware of their hurtful behavior. 
their insensitive behavior, unaware of their demotivating behavior. Sometimes when leaders are our followers or our followership is not motivated, we have to do some self-evaluation. Is it a blind spot? Am I operating in a hurtful manner? Being a leader doesn't give us a right to hurt people. Am I operating in a hurtful manner? Am I insensitive? Am I demotivating? Remember in one of our lessons, we said that in order to have external personal awareness, we needed to have feedback systems in place. Feedback systems where we're gathering information from our peers, from our leaders, from our subordinates, our fellowship, our customers, our clients. We need information. You need to have a system in, in place where your subordinates, the people that report to you, they can give you feedback about you. Because sometimes we can be insensitive and not know it. We can be hurtful as leaders and not know it. We can be demotivating our followers and questioning why they are not motivated. And that's a blind spot. Another blind spot, I had three, and this is a major one. Major. There are many blind spots we can talk about, but I wanted to just talk about three. Leading out of insecurity. Wow. Wow. There is very little worse than being under an insecure leader. Very little worse than being under a leader who is not healthy, a leader who's not whole operating, and you can have a title, you can have position, you can have control, you can have authority, and yet not be healthy on the inside of you. It is tough following an unhealthy leader. And I'm talking about emotionally, mentally unhealthy leader. So let's look at this blind spot. Leaders who are leading out of their insecurity. Let's look at some symptoms. Hoarding information. Hoarding information. Why in the world would a leader not want to give followers, subordinates information? Why? Because the fellowship need information. They need to be communicated to. They need to know what you know. And leaders who lead out of their insecurities will oftentimes hoard information because they're so concerned that if others know what they know, they'll take their spot. That's insecurity. Difficulty giving credit to others. Difficulty. Great leaders don't think of everything. They don't do everything. And great leaders 
will give credit to their team, give credit to their subordinates. We should take ownership of the idea of our subordinates and walk around with people patting us on our back and we don't say anything about the people who gave us the idea. We should give credit to the people who are jumping in there, made it happen, gave us the idea, corrected us in some way, we should acknowledge those people. But a leader who is leading out his insecurity will not give credit to others. Feeling threatened by the knowledge, expertise, and growth of others, great leaders surround themselves with great people. And great people have their own skill set, they have knowledge, they have expertise, they have growth. And listen, if you threaten by the people that's around you, that's helping you, you are insecure. That is a problem. That You need self-awareness because these people make you look good. These people help you to succeed and you shouldn't be threatened by people. In fact, great leaders will bring along people who know more than they know in an area, people who have expertise that they don't have, and people who have, are growing leaders. You you gotta you can't be threatened by people because they have expertise. That's great leaders surround themselves with people have, that have expertise that they don't. And if they have expertise that you don't have, don't try to tell them what to do. <laughs> Listen to them, follow their leadership because they have the expertise, they have the knowledge. That doesn't remove you from being the leader. That means you're a smart leader. Don't bring great people on your team and then don't give them space to give input and insight and direction and use their expertise. Values closely related to that leading out of insecurity is valuing being right over being effective. Some leaders, I want to be right. I'm going to be right. I am right. I'm right about it. And I'll tear this thing up to prove that I'm right about it. Now, a major symptom of leading out of insecurity is micromanagement. And I got to talk about that for a moment. Micromanagement. I'm going to do a whole lesson or lessons on micromanagement. I know we're going to get into that, but let's jump in there and let's look at this. And I'll tell you why I want to emphasize micromanagement. Micromanagement has to do with failing to balance what with the how. It is failing to balance what with the how. Great leaders collaborate with their subordinates in terms of goals, the goals that we're going to set. If I'm a great leader, I want to sit down with my subordinates, my direct reports, and we want to collaborate and come into agreement with what the goals are, what the assignments are. And the subordinates should have some input and the leader has input. Now we know what your job is. We know what your responsibilities are. Now, great leaders, get the, get the what. This is what we're going to do. But they don't jump in and try to tell people how to do it. You do it this way. You do it that way. No, we got the what. 
We got the what we're doing, where we're going, what we want to accomplish. Great leaders manage the results the results of their reports. They don't tell their reports everything on how to do it. That's micromanagement. Empowerment means that people have the freedom to act. That's the how. But it also means they are accountable for results. The what? So empowerment does not mean that you don't hold people accountable. They are accountable for the results. But the the leader is not telling the how. This is how I want you to do this. This is how to. No, you give people the room to come up with the how to do it. And you want to hold them accountable for the results. That's your job, leader, to hold the people accountable for the results, but not get into the how to do it. The reason why this is so important, and I I brought it up, and here again, we'll talk more specifically about it in some uh, lesson down the road, but a study was taken by Franklin Covey Solutions. Franklin Covey Solutions took a survey, and that survey indicated that global employees, these employees all over the world, and that's why I centered on this, these employees all over the world, employees all over the world took the survey and listen at this. They believed that micromanagement was the biggest obstacle to their success the biggest obstacle to their growth and the biggest obstacle to their career development. Now think about this. Franklin COVID Solutions took a survey of global, that's all across the world, of employees. And these employees said that micromanagement was the biggest obstacle to their success their growth, their career development. Wow, that is that is saying something. So let's look at the negative impact of micromanagement. I'll move through this kind of quick because I want to get some to some solutions to blind spot. Micromanagement is a blind spot. The negative impact of micromanagement is that it creates significantly more stress in the environment discourages creativity and critical thinking, goes against organizational success due to a lack of cooperation, is really a lack of trust, causes poor communication, causes employee demotivation, and possibly increase staff turnover, resulting in learned knowledge getting lost to the competition because people who micromanage is going to have a high turnover rate. Much of the knowledge, the learned knowledge and expertise end up going out the door and working for somebody else. Employees perform at a lower level of productivity when micromanagement is the leadership style. Theodore Roosevelt once said the best executives 
is the one who has sense enough to pick good men to do what he wants done and self-restraint enough to keep from meddling with them while they do it. That's a great quote. Now we're talking about blind spots and I want to call, I want to close by giving you some solutions to blind spots. Here's some solutions to blind spots. Number one, solicit and receive feedback. You'll never know your blind spots apart from soliciting and receiving feedback from family from friends, from subordinates, from peers, from bosses, you want to surround yourself with feedback because you won't know how you're leading, how you're coming across, the impact you're having on others if you don't get feedback. And I know a lot of leaders don't want feedback from direct reports. They don't want the feedback, but I'm telling you, if you want to lead at a high level, you have to solicit and receive feedback. Number two, surround yourself with diverse thinkers. Surround yourself with diverse thinkers with the intent of learning from them. Now that you hear that, if you're going to overcome blind spots, you have to surround yourself with diverse thinkers, people that think different than you think. And then you have to surround yourself with them with the intent of learning from them, not surround yourself and you tell them everything because they are diverse thinkers. They don't think like you and you want to have people in your inner circle surrounding you who think differently so they can keep you balanced and keep you in the know about the whole comprehensive uh, thing that's going on in your situation because God doesn't make us strong in every area. God doesn't give us expertise in every area. And if you think you have expertise in every area, you know everything and nobody can tell you anything, then that's stupid leadership. I, that's the best way I can say it. That's stupid. Notice I didn't call you stupid. I said that's stupid leadership. Number three, examine your past history. Examine your past history. Examine your past history. Identify patterns. What areas of conflict? What situations have you struggled with in the past? Is there a lot of conflict around you? Is there a lot of turnover? You constantly got to have different people. You constantly got to rehire somebody or re you got to examine your past history. If there's a high turnover rate, then you got to begin to look at, unless you're releasing people to other higher responsibilities. Now, if you're doing that, if it's your job to grow people and release them, then that's another situation. You should have a high turnover rate in that regard. But if you just got to find this person, that person doesn't work, then you got to find another person, that person doesn't work. You need to examine your history because it's apparent that you have some blind spots. Number four, enlist someone to hold you accountable. 
You need somebody to call you accountable. I think everybody needs a coach. Everyone needs a mentor, somebody that can hold you accountable, that can tell you like it is about you. Number five, don't hire your image. Don't hire your image. Don't hire people just like you. Number six, watch and listen to how people respond to you. Pay attention to their body language. And then finally, be intentional about being aware of the perception that others have of you. Now, listen, this concludes part one of leading yourself. And I trust that you've been blessed by this series. Oh, 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 oh,